0: Hi guys, and welcome back to episode two of the podcast, Thought or Thought. And this week, we're going to be talking about IB sucks your life away. And our claim is full IB students or full international baccalaureate students have no time to do anything outside of their schoolwork. And the reason we're assessing this claim is because international baccalaureate is kind of the honors classes that are offered at our school instead of as many advanced placement classes. But there's a lot of times there's this idea that if you do full IB, which means you're taking six classes plus doing a kind of a senior paper, which is called an extended essay, and a class called theory of knowledge, and a whole service project, and if you do all those things to get your IB diploma, that you won't have any time to do anything outside of school or to have any fun or have time to relax in high school. And so I'm here with Carolyn, who is also a full IB student at my school. Her higher levels, which are the classes she's really taken like two years of study on, are biology, history, and English. And then her standard levels are music, Spanish, and math studies. She works as a lifeguard over the summer. She's president of our choir club, and she's gone to all-state choir all four years of high school, or three of them, many of them. She's a great singer, and she's just going to attest to her life outside of IB and how IB contributes to all of her activities outside of the classroom. And then just some background on my IB, I'm doing economics, history, and English for higher level. And then for standard level, uh, Spanish, physics, and uh, what's that other one? Oh, math studies. Thank you so much for doing this, Carolyn. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So first off, can you just kind of like elaborate on all the activities and involvement that you do outside of class?
1: Uh, yeah, of course. So a lot of my school involvement is definitely with the choir at Ironwood. That's in school I am in the fifth period class for choir and then I'm also the president of the choir club and that's weekly meetings, pretty basic club activities. I'm also the vice president of the National Honor Society at school and I'm the secretary for the Spanish Honor Society. Um, Freshman through junior year, I was on the swim team, and that comes with weekly pre or, excuse me daily practices with weekly meets um, a couple commitments on the weekends just in October like invitational wise we have district competition, which is just one weekend, but that was mostly i don't do that this year it's only freshman through junior year then, and then outside of school, my smaller commitment I like to like exercise you know it's personal time kind of a thing and then my biggest commitment is with the Phoenix Children's Chorus and that's an organization that I've been with since I was in third grade so this is my 10th year with them and that comes with a weekly rehearsal on Tuesday evenings and now that I'm in high school and in a separate ensemble that's from about 5:15 to 9 every Tuesday um, I'm supposed to practice outside of rehearsal we have concerts in December and with the smaller ensemble I'm there it comes with a number of Other commitments outside of our concert series for the choir so it's a few
0: other weekends in December that I'm committed to Phoenix Children's Chorus. So how much time would you say you spend like just hour-wise including practice and everything on your choir outside of school?
1: Uh, Outside of school um, with a four-hour rehearsal I would estimate like four to six hours a week on Phoenix Children's
0: Chorus stuff for PCC outside of school. Gotcha. And how about your other activities does it take a lot of time outside of class to be a part and an officer for National Honor Society or for Spanish Honor Society?
1: Um, I think there are a lot of ways that you could do it or it would take up a lot of your time, but the approach that our officer teams all have is kind of a low stress, more focus on the members, not huge projects outside of the club. So I wouldn't say National Honor Society and Spanish Honor Society take up a lot of my time, but there are commitments I have as far as getting to meetings early and um, compiling point sheets
0: and things for spanish honor society and you did swim team i know junior year which is when the ib curriculum really Mm -hmm. starts junior and senior year how did being a part of a sport that can be so time consuming with practice and meets and everything how would you say that like impacted your studies during those first couple months of ib um
1: that was something i thought about going into my junior year was whether or not swim team was a big enough commitment for me to continue it with the um with the intensity of junior year, and I think because I'd been so used to swim team freshman and sophomore year, I just thought junior year I'll keep going with it, and it wasn't a big impact on my studies, or at least I didn't think it was. It, like I had a friend of mine who was doing some community shows in for theater, and she was a senior at the time, and her deal was that she would go. To, she'd go home and she'd have rehearsal starting at 6 and till late in the evening. So essentially, she had to do all her homework before 6 o'clock, but I wasn't getting to start mine till at least 7 after practice and dinner and showering. So it was kind of, it just made everything happen a lot later. And at the time, it didn't seem like it was too difficult. The early months of junior IB aren't as hard as the later ones. But once the swim season was over and things kind of got kicked up a notch in IB, and I realized just how much easier it was when I wasn't in a sport. So I think that the difficulties weren't as clear to me while I was in the sport, but then once I got out of it, I was really glad that I only participated
0: in one season of sports. Talking about uh, the times that people have activities after school, do you think it's easier to have an activity that like goes till late at night, but starts later? So like you gotta have your homework done before you leave your house for that activity, or to have like an activity right after school and then do your homework after that?
1: Um, That's kind of an interesting question. I would say, for me, I think it's better that I get a later start because if I'm trying to cram it all into... If I have four hours of homework that I'm trying to cram into the three hours that I get, then I might not have the chance to finish it before my activity later in the evening starts. And then I've still got to come home after that evening, take care of all the things I have to do at home, and then add homework on top of it. Where if I come home later and then start homework home activities and such, then I can kind of do things at my
0: own pace and it just works out better for me and my preferences for I would definitely agree. I feel like I come home from school, like, kind of exhausted from being around people and, like, just exhausted from working so hard in class all day. It's like I'm not ready to do homework. So I either end up being unproductive for, like, half hour to an hour and just watching Netflix or napping or whatever, or... If I have like an activity right after school, then I can just head home and be productive after that little
1: break. That's another thing, that exhaustion from class and then starting right back up with schoolwork, which for me is harder to do homework than it is to be in class and participate. So I think that's a, a good point.
0: And I feel like especially in the IB program, it's like classes are so interactive and there's always discussions. And it's also like every class counts because there's a lot of classes in IB where it's just you wish you had more time to learn the curriculum, but you don't. And so it's, you're learning new material in every single class period, and so there's never a time, I feel like, where you really can just blow off a class period. Yeah, it's an involved, um, it's an involved program, I would say. So, jumping to the activities and the involvement that I've had outside of IB is, I've really fallen in love with FBLA. Mm-hmm. Um, my freshman year, I ran for and was elected into state office, so I've served as a state officer my sophomore year, my junior year. And then this past summer I actually ran for the position of national treasurer of FBLA and won. So I'm also a national treasurer for FBLA. I'm a part of Spanish Honor Society and I really love that club. Uh, I also compete in triathlons here and there. I'm a member of Glendale Mayor's Youth Advisory Commission and we do a lot of service around the community. And then um, my freshman and my sophomore years I competed in swim and track and I loved it my junior year I ended up getting a job at the beginning of the school year and it just really wasn't possible to do both so I kind of gave those up in order to work at Starbucks but I love my job at Starbucks and I have a ton of fun and I know kind of jumping back to that time commitment and when it happens my shifts are always changing but shifts that I have like four hours right after school I always prefer those because then I'm like able to go home and like I work on homework later but I'm like more refreshed from school before I begin that homework
1: Yeah, that kind of break from
0: thinking academically and being able to just be a person and not a student. Exactly. Rather than, like, if I work to 6 to 10 at night or whatever, then I have to try to get all my homework done before because it's really hard to finish it all when I get home at, like, 10.30.
1: Yeah, and for me, putting, like, a limit on the time I have to stop working makes me completely more,
0: makes me a lot more unproductive. More unproductive when you have a limit?
1: Yeah. Or more productive?
0: More unproductive. Makes me unproductive. okay. That's interesting. I feel like if I have a limit and it's like I have to finish this assignment by this time, then it like kind of motivates me to really focus and try to get it done. Yeah. So based on what we've talked about so far, I think we can conclude that there's definitely a lot of extracurricular activities you can do outside of school hours. Yeah, I agree. But I know a lot of things people have to give up definitively in order to fit all of the course load that IB requires into their schedule is their electives and their extra classes. So what sort of electives have you actually had the opportunity to take in high school?
1: Um, So since I've been in Excelsis, the advanced choir, that's been the majority of my elective space because Excelsis is year-long fifth hour, I haven't had space in my, uh, excuse me, in my schedule to take classes that I want. But while I've been in high school, I took intro to sports medicine my freshman year, Um, I played in the concert band freshman year, Uh, sophomore year I was in choir, and I think it was mostly academic classes from there, so I haven't had much elective space outside of choir, and I'm going to play in band again this year, that kind of thing. But yeah, not a lot of space with the IB requirements. I completely agree that that's just, like that's collateral of being an IB student, that you don't get to take as many classes that are
0: electives. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to make sure you're focused on what you want to do so you have an opportunity to take it.
1: Yeah, Or and you get some elective space. Junior year, it's harder. You get two elective classes, and I took that for choir year-round. Um, so there's not zero
0: time to do any
1: electives, but you have to make sacrifices in terms of classes you want to take for sure.
0: Yeah, for me, I know I was able... Um, I really like business and so I took business foundations like my sophomore year and then I've taken accounting one, accounting two, and this year I'm doing an internship. But several of those classes have been like six hours that I've done while I've been tutoring or in between because not a lot of students take those classes. Yeah. I was able to kind of fit them into my schedule wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, other electives I took beginning dance my freshman year and I loved PE so I took advanced PE my sophomore year <laughs> which was a ton of fun. but. I think the biggest thing I've noticed is, like, I wanted to do accounting, so I had to be very focused on that because you don't get a lot of opportunity to explore. So you kind of have to find your area and stick with it in order to have enough time to do all the classes if you really want to take, like, five art classes or all the photo classes or something. Yeah, I think that's a good point there. Um, But other than that, I think you get, like, half the electives maybe that other students get.
1: Uh, yeah, because in your in your freshman year, you get technically you get four elective blocks, right? And then one of them, if you take AIM, is taken up by your year-long class. And so I took because band. you have to
0: take a history freshman year. Yeah, so that, that most students aren't required to take. Yeah, the
1: way I, you walk it out freshman year is you have if you have eight class blocks, you get two of them are taking math, two of them are in English and history. You take one science, and then you get three remaining electives. Yeah, so I took band, sports medicine, and I don't remember. I took Spanish 1. That's in my elective. That's right. That's what I forget.
0: And Spanish, there aren't required classes at our school to graduate, but if you want to go to a university, you have to take at least two levels of a foreign language. And for
1: Spanish, that was always leading up. Like, I'm I'm going to be taking IB Spanish, so I have to be taking Spanish 1 and 2. So those, they call them electives, but there's, I think... There's class work. There's homework outside of class for those, so they don't really have an elective feel. It's not like your typical yeah. fun elective, like band or PE or choir or theater, which some of those do have work outside, but not the way that Spanish, as where you're going to be having exams and things
0: like that. Exactly. I think though the classes you get, you don't get the chance to do as many fun electives, mm-hmm. but at the same time you get the chance to take more history. I know our I- History teacher Mr. Flanagan pointed out that most students only get like two classes of history in two a Two semesters. Career, usually. Two semesters. And we've had four full years, albeit every other day. So the equivalent of four semesters. But I just think we've had the opportunity to investigate so much more history and look at math from different angles. I know our math studies class gave me a definite advantage in like testing for the ACT and the SAT.
1: Yeah, I agree that there was definitely. Our teacher does a good job of that. Mr. Brown does a nice job of teaching that class. Mm -hmm.
0: Even in physics, which I hated physics, and I didn't (laughs) totally care for the teacher, but the opportunity to like look into that subject and learn about that, I wouldn't have had that without IB. And I think I might have Kind of taken more out of physics and learned more from physics than I would have from another semester of advanced PE.
1: Yeah, that's not to say that these academic classes are not without the rewards and also it's not like we're full IB students but there are ways to do IB and reap the benefits of some of its classes and still do things you enjoy. Like our friend Solana last year who was doing some IB coursework but was also in performance dance which is our year-long dance class and was in art and was, is doing media now. So there are not, like IB does not strip you of opportunities, but being a full IB student, there are a lot more sacrifices you have to make than a partial student who gets, like I said, some of those um, perks of being an IB student with the
0: added benefit
1: of taking nice electives.
0: Absolutely, I think when you choose to go full IB, you need to know why you're doing it. And it needs to be because you're interested in things like history, which is such a big emphasis especially because at our school required to do higher level history in English. Yeah. So that's more classes than an IB student is necessarily required to take but our school requires us to do those so if you're not really interested in the history and the English portion it doesn't necessarily make sense to do those in IB. Yeah
1: and I think that the typical IB student is not going to find being in an academic class just absolute torture. There's gonna, I think, to really get all you can out of IB you have to at least somewhat and in some aspect enjoy learning and enjoy being in class where whether like I enjoy studying English and history or more my passions as far as academics go or some people love to take math that you have to be able to find pleasure in some of those classes that are just required where some other students might not enjoy core classes at all and being in those electives are where they get their fulfillment out of school where As an IB student you either need to learn or have that instilled enjoyment of education.
0: At the same time if you've ever like not liked your core classes because you think they're boring or they're you take it too much of face value there's not enough actual thinking going involved in your English classes or your history classes and you don't like the the assignments but you like the subject area then definitely do IB because I think you find IB is just so focused on like questioning what you read and critical thinking and different perspectives and looking at different people's perspectives and being aware of what sort of biases they bring in order to understand of you kind of holistically.
1: Yeah and beyond that they play to a lot different of an audience than your standard let's say English 4 class where the teachers only get a semester. I think that's another thing we really have to factor in is that the I don't know the not always interesting content of an english or history class is not the teacher's fault there's an imposed curriculum that they have to teach and they only get a semester to teach so they might have to spend four weeks or five weeks which is like a quarter of their time on things that just are not really interesting to anyone that's not the course's fault those are things that have to be covered where in an ib class you get a lot more time there are a lot less um state mandated requirements and there are international requirements but um that there's just more time to get into interesting things and more time to process, or you're not just rushing till December or till May to get in that coursework. You have a lot more time to get through the things
0: that, wanna, that you want to get through. I think one of the disadvantages that are sometimes seen in advanced classes and that I saw throughout my elementary education is basic things like grammar and sentence structure. Every teacher. From like the third grade on pretty much assumed that a teacher before me had taught that yeah, yeah and obviously i had not learned it in like the first grade because everybody was learning to read yeah and so it's like i just never got taught about sentence structure and grammar and yeah. one of the things i really appreciate i don't know if it's the ib curriculum or specifically the teachers that teach ib at our school is i have been able to go back to the basics of mm-hmm. literary terms and parts of speech and grammar and going back to those basics, I think, has strengthened my ability to write and my ability to read uh, in the more complex coursework that we have in IB.
1: Yeah, and I think you have the, learning it when you're in 11th grade, not third grade. You have the advantage of really understanding it and not having to hear it third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. You just have to hear it once, and it and makes sense. And understanding
0: the importance of it yeah. after you might have already been through a class or two where you're like, wow, this could have been helpful. Yeah, or seeing, like now you're really going to digest it, and yeah. you understand. So I think one thing all IB students give up, and a lot of students nowadays um, give up, is their sleep. So talk about like your just average sleep schedule.
1: Uh, I think on average, when we're going into school nights, I would say I'm. I try to be in bed around 11:30 or midnight, and then I like to be asleep by 12:30. Uh, pushing it to one makes the days kind of tough for me, and then I'm usually up at six or a little before, depending on like if we have club meetings that day. So it's about five six hours of sleep
0: every night if
1: yeah
0: i'm about the same um for me it like depends on the night most nights i'm just about like done with homework whether i want to be or not at midnight yeah i'm like falling asleep that's about my like
1: <laughs> functioning limit i would say
0: there's also the, like a lot of nights where i can like push it till one and i'm <laughs> thirty or one so i'm getting in bed one to one thirty i don't wake up quite as early as you i wake up Supposedly 6:15, but <laughs> lately it's been like 6:20, 620, 6:25. Yeah. Um, my morning routine at the beginning of the school year compared to now—I like do makeup every day, pick out my outfit and stuff. And now it's just like, hopefully I have a clean pair of jeans. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> makeup is out the window, um, just for that extra couple minutes of sleep. But I'd say on average I get like about five, five and a half hours a night, mm-hmm. and I'd say like my perfect amount of sleep is six for me so like luckily i don't feel like i need yeah there was one day i think
1: junior year so i got for some reason i got like four hours of sleep and i don't know what it was if it was just i slept really well that one time that i was pretty alert for the day like you'd think four hours of sleep and then going on to a full day of classes would be torturous but this that wasn't the case that one day for some reason so i get like you go in swings for sure of how much sleep you get and how much sleep you seem to need.
0: Yep, I think, um, I think you learn a lot about yourself struggling through IB, especially <laughs> junior year, because it's just like, those first couple of months getting acclimated, you think you've been preparing freshman and sophomore year to actually start IB junior year, and then it just, it hit me hard. But I. I learned that, like, I need to make myself go to bed when I'm tired, Mm -hmm. because otherwise I just work and I, like, fall asleep at my desk, or I have to walk past our living room to get to my bathroom to, like, brush my teeth and stuff, so it's like, I'll just walk by the couch, and then in, like, (laughs) my really sleepy haze, I'll just be like, look, a couch, and I'll, like, go fall asleep on the couch all night, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, it doesn't matter If I have my homework done or not, at some point every night, I just have to call it quits and figure it out in the morning and actually make myself go to bed. Yeah,
1: the setting limits thing is a huge aspect of surviving, Ivy, I think is an appropriate term. Um, I think junior year, I I was a lot better at it than I've been in this year we've been in school so far, where I would... I was, I, would be, I was going to bed earlier for sure, like I have to stop doing homework at 11. And that point I was like pushing off, like showering until after I was done with homework. So that still got me to bed late-ish, but I had to be done with homework at around 11, which is just kind of nice. Like you set those limits for yourself and it just is more realistic in terms of what you can get done. And it really plays into the planning aspect that is so essential to being an IB student.
0: So along with sleep, I think goes a lot about like relaxation. And we're talking about making limits and taking time for yourself. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to relax throughout like an average week in IB?
1: Um, So I think a big thing that helps me relax and helps me feel better is I try to exercise a couple times a week that makes me feel more alert and that's just something that i'm not that i'm not thinking while i'm doing it and then another standard thing that i like to do just just relax is like watch tv or watch movies kind of thing is that kind of mindless observation of something for me
0: i definitely um throughout learning spanish because i did spanish last year and i want to do spanish in college so i'm still taking spanish six right now and throughout doing that, I know I watch shows as well, but I try to watch them in Spanish. Yeah, and
1: that's a cool thing to do junior year. Like, I'm not taking Spanish now the way you are, but junior year, yeah, I got into. Um, Absolutely.
0: I think that's, like, a cool way I kind of, like, double dip in relaxing and also practicing my Spanish. Yeah, That kind of doing both.
1: Like, in a diffusion-esque manner.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a valuable trick to do, especially when you're studying language. And then um, the other thing I do is, like, I just I let myself sleep in some weekend mornings and I oh yeah there's nights where I'm just feel like I'm running into a brick wall and I can't do it anymore and I like I let myself have those nights where I just it's not gonna happen and I need to go watch a movie or go to bed early or whatever
1: yeah that's another big part is that accepting at some point you've done all you can do for one night in an assignment like if I'm writing an essay or like we're working on IA's now for year two requirements kind of a thing at some point you just hit a wall like this is as much work as i can get done right now like just sitting here staring at my screen isn't helping i'm not getting anything else done that i need to do so taking a step back and moving to another sect of your homework load is really important for me
0: i think a big lesson i've learned in ib is like doing my best doesn't mean every assignment is my best work yes like yes. sometimes i'm gonna take b's or even c's on assignments and that's gonna be okay so i gotta prioritize what's important and know that i might have put my best effort forth on an assignment and it still might not be my best work and it yeah. might not be my full potential but like that's gonna be okay and it's, i'm gonna be able to move on I'm sorry
1: especially coming from freshman and sophomore year or
0: even in junior high where it was kind of
1: like, well, I don't, you don't have a ton of assignments to take care of so you can do good work on every one of them. That's a really stark change from junior and senior year where you have a lot of assignments and you just can't do everything as well as you might want it, as as well as you can do it or as well as you want
0: to do it. A big thing about having a life outside of IB is having friends outside of IB. So like what sort of friends do you have and how do you make sure you keep those friendships? Um, I think that the uh, there's like this weird distinction that
1: I don't know if only high schoolers get or only like people I've talked to understand this or use this term, but I think in high school you have your friends and you have in-class friends. So these are people who you have a class with and you're kind of friends like out of convenience, out of a seating chart, what have you, but you're friendly to each other. You help each other through that class. You're not mean to each other, you enjoy each other's company kind of a thing but I think the understanding is that you you probably won't be friends after that class concludes and I think an interesting part of IB is that you really get to blend those or at least my IB experience has blended those two groups where I have in class friends who are also my good friends outside of class and for me a lot of the people that I have or I see in class friends at two separate block periods so I have biology and theory of knowledge with the same people. And then a lot of those people also travel to my English history class with me. So my in-class friends, because just we know each other from being in classes junior year and we see so much of each other this year, kind of turn into new friends. And as far as keeping those good friends, like ones that I was, excuse me, friends with before IB, brought us together, if you wanna use that term. I think it's a big thing of like making time for each other or we sit together at lunch or we have clubs together or we hang out on the weekends whenever we can, or celebrate
0: birthdays, that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I know. I feel like my class friends and my other friends at school have definitely blended together because I've kind of grown away from the friends I had in elementary school that don't have similar interests in high school, but I feel like that's the sort of thing like everybody has going into high school.
1: Yeah, there was definitely like um, when our guidance counselor, Mr. or when a guidance counselor, Mr. Starr, came into our school, he said something like people change when they get into high school and you should let your friends change like if they want to all of a sudden like they weren't do- good at doing their homework in elementary school but they want to get good at doing their homework inside of high school let them make that change because it's a good time to kind of reevaluate who you are and who you want to be and i think that
0: kind of happens naturally with remaining friends at elementary school absolutely people, yeah and I also feel like, though, I have, like, my core group of friends at school, and they're also my class friends, but then I have friends outside of FBLA, or outside of school that are my FBLA friends. Yeah, I think that's And they're, that's like, I spend so many hours at FBLA, I've just become such great friends with all the people that are in FBLA that I've spent time with. And I've been so involved at work, obviously, I spend, like, 20 hours there a week working. It's, it's some of the people that I've worked together with consistently for the past year have become the people that are... Like, they're my work friends who don't really hang out outside of work, but it's like I share a ton of stuff with them, and I go to them for advice. It's like, I think you just really build your friends based on the circles you're in. For sure, and I also have, like, with
1: Phoenix Children's Course, I have really great friends at, at PCC that I've known for the longest time, and something that I get to do with them that I don't get to do with all my school friends, like, of course, we sing together, but we... I think there's probably like a saying or something, maybe just something my mom says to me, is you really don't know someone until you travel with them. And I travel with my PCC friends and I don't travel with my school friends. So it's kind of a like a, a different plane of friendship. It's no, neither of the two are better or worse, but we have a lot different relationships because one of the things that doesn't bring us together is our schoolwork, where like my friend Kylie at PCC is also like, enjoy school the way that I do but we don't connect over our schoolwork because that's not how we know each other we connect over choir and our experiences on our trips with um, PCC so it's just kind of it's not bad to have those friends in different places I don't think you're like two-faced if you act a little
0: bit different with friends at work or at school it's and just you're different aspects of you I feel like yeah you're a different people person I feel like have seen me at my like very highest moments and my very lowest moments yeah Whereas the people at school see me on, like, every day just regular me. So it's, mm-hmm. like, different aspects that you get to see in me. Yeah, and that goes beyond, like, who you
1: show to the world. It definitely goes beyond friends. Just who you put out while you're, um, while you're at school or while you're at work is different. And people who meet you in those places will get a completely different,
0: um, like, understanding of who you are. I think... IB has impacted the way I make friends though in a couple ways. I think one of the ways is like at work because I'm taking such difficult classes and a lot of the times those classes are things that are on my mind and like I could be a very talkative person. So like at work, we're all wearing our headsets and if there's just kind of radio silence and I'm working on something, I might just like start talking to the people at work about my schoolwork because that's what's on my mind. Yeah. And so I know at first when I started working, a lot of people were like, One of my managers that I'm really close with told me that they're like afraid to talk to me because they think I'm so smart just because I take (laughs) these hard classes. When obviously her and I both know like I could be, I am super goofy at work sometimes and I'm like not this like way out there crazy smart person. But it's just, I came across that way because of the classes I was taking. Mm -hmm. And the other way it's impacted me is like in FBLA when I'm traveling across the country because IB is kind of a. A niche sort of set of classes and not everybody has it. I was talking to this other student about schoolwork and I was like, my classes are so hard. He was like, no, you don't understand. My classes are so hard. I was like, I'm doing this thing called IB. And there was just this like realization for both of us. Like we understand how hard each other's classes are (laughs) because we're both doing IB. And so we like immediately became friends because we're both working on IB. Mm -hmm. So like. It helps and hinders the way you make other friends outside of school, I think. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to put
1: it. (laughs) And then beyond that, like outside of class, my friends and I have common interests. Like I made friends on swim team. That's really where I first became friends with you was through swim team freshman year. And I'm friends with the officers I'm on NHS and SHS with. And then just got to talk about this club that's recently come into both of our lives that I started at school. It's called the Chris Pratt Club. That's been kind of like a funny thing that like is a conversation piece first of all and it's just kind of that brings all sex of people all sects of people into the um into the club
0: which is kind of cool so an outrageous amount of people actually yeah I was very
1: surprised. I think forty people or so at
0: the last meeting yeah it's kinda if you're at Ironwood and you'd like to join go to Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ruznek's room for more information. November it's 16th great.
1: is the next meeting. <laughs> there
0: you go. Um just bringing it back to like not only our friendships outside of school though but applying for college is a huge part of senior year. Yes. How do you feel like IB has impacted going through that process?
1: So I think the easiest way or the most basic way that it helps is that it distinguishes you from the rest of the applicant pool. Like that doesn't really help your process but I think it puts you a step ahead as far as the people colleges are looking at and then it I don't know where I would start talking about the benefits that IB has with applying for college because certainly you have experience writing uh, intelligently and having your writing held to a high standard and getting better at communicating ideas in a more complex fashion, not just not in just a conversational manner, I would say, is good. And then just the understanding that dedication pays off, I think, is kind of a big thing. Like in IB, you can have a project that's been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks and then you finish it and you just feel rewarded and relieved about that and i think it presents similar i don't similar benefits in the college application process that you're willing to work hard for an extended period of time on something and then like you realize that there will be benefits to that hard work you won't just get burnt out in september like oh this is so dumb i'm just going to go to the first place that accepts me or something
0: yeah for sure i also think That like lots of things you do in IB is part of your community service for CAS or is part of the things you discuss in theory of knowledge or any of your other classes or the subject that you choose to write your extended essay on. Mm -hmm. All of those things can be taken as a part of what you discuss in your college essays and your interviews because they want to know that you've taken an initiative throughout your education to really explore. And I think IB... Almost forces you to do that, even if you're not the sort of person that might have gone out of your way to do that without IB. Yeah,
1: it's funny that we're talking about, like, does, life, or does IB suck your life away? But in its at its core, I think IB makes you a more interesting person because you have to read different things. You have to do separate things outside of class and take initiative to be in clubs. And that just makes you a good person to talk to and a, a strong candidate for university.
0: For sure. And... I think the language is another huge thing apart. Yeah, I think that's kind of
1: a cool... Like, I'm applying to some
0: programs right now at colleges that require an intermediate proficiency in a language before you even start college. Wow. And I don't know that that's something... That would be available to me even applying to those programs Mm -hmm. without having learned so much Spanish yeah and you have to do recommendation letters and if teachers don't really know you Mm -hmm. they're not gonna be able to write about you as well And a semester class might not establish that relationship that you really need yeah those teacher connections are definitely something to be valued from an IB student I know last year we like stayed after class almost five to ten minutes every day talking with our English teacher about what we had learned in class Mm -hmm. and this is like we started to establish relationships, just kind of familiarly and I with think, our teachers. Sorry, that
1: also plays into that your teachers kind of have high expectations of you, and after a certain time, you start performing to those expectations. And I would not go so far as to see go so far as to say that they see you as an equal, but they see you as someone who enjoys the matter and sees them also as as kind of a person, which I think is more valuable to teachers than we than they let on, and then that, that students realize that. Seeing them not only as like this teacher who just has to impose this education on you, but someone who at one point or hopefully still does has genuine interest in the subject that they're talking to or that they're teaching you, excuse me, and that there are people in their classroom that also feel that same connection to the subject. So it's just kind of a different connection. They treat you with like a different level of respect, I think. Yeah, and it's not to say like every teacher hates students who take regular English. Like, I don't think that's the case at all. I just think it's with the time you have you have a whole year to make these connections and it's they get to see more of their students personality through the way ib makes you learn whereas not whereas in a regular class it might just be like here is what we have to learn for history and because this is what's in our district final you get to see more of your personality I think after you come take out
0: two years of a class as well you've demonstrated your like dedication to that subject yeah i know last week we talked a lot about dedicating the theater if you want to be a part of a theater audition mm-hmm. is like taking 2 years or 4 years with the same teacher just demonstrates you're like dedicated to their subject yeah. and to their class and you can establish those relationships over time. Yeah. So before we tackle whether the claim is a thought or a thought, uh I want to know in your opinion right now, do you think IB is worth it? Yes, I would say IB is worth it that
1: yeah, there are hard hardships to IB, I guess is what you could say. But there are just immense benefits that I've seen and that I know I'll see in the future, whether that be the friendships that I have through IB, the teachers that I get to have through IB, the um, the classes I get to take, the discussions we get to have in class. So I would think, excuse me, I would say that, yes, it's tough, but it's worth it in the end. If Even if IB doesn't get you into your top one college, like if that's your end goal, like that taking IB does not guarantee you admission to anywhere. But it just makes you a, a better person as cliche or as hackneyed as that is. It does make you a different
0: and I would say better person. I would agree. I would say yes. I hope IB is worth it. I hope when I'm able yeah. to like look back on this. I think I really enjoy my classes. I enjoy what I'm learning and I'm being asked to like critically think every day. Yeah. Which is an important part of my personal happiness. So that's part of the reason I like it. And I also think it gives me kind of a leg up when it comes to other students applying for college, not just because of my rigor of classes, but because of the exploration that I've done and what I've gotten to explore before going into college, being a part of high school and the things I've been able to study and the ways I've been able to study them, I think it's definitely been worth it. All right, so in conclusion, is the claim full IV students or full international baccalaureate students have no time to do anything outside of their schoolwork. In essence, full ID sucks their lives away. Valid or not? Is it a thought or a thought? So, Carolyn and I are going to spell our version of thoughts that we think together. All right. Ready? T-H-O-T. Oh, thank goodness you said the right one. (laughs) (laughs) So... Based on kind of our analysis and going through high school, we both agree that it's ridiculous. Full IB students have time to have friends, to do extracurricular activities. You do have to give up some of your time to sleep or your time to relax or your uh, your other classes that you might want to take, your electives. Yeah. But in the end, we think it's worth it. And you can still have a life within and without of an IB. It's yeah. just a matter of placing your priorities yeah
1: for sure I think every person who you see outside of class doing something other than studying is living proof that you can have a life outside of IB it doesn't make you a shell of a person it makes things harder but it doesn't make it impossible
0: we are the proof yes (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for joining me for this podcast episode Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. A huge thank you to Anchor, which is the app I've been recording on. And if you listen to this podcast on Anchor, then you can actually record responses and then I can feature them in future episodes. If you have any ideas for a future episode, go ahead and email me at thought or thought at gmail.com. The spelling, just like it is in um, the title of this podcast. Also a huge thank you to Carolyn Melge, who was a part of recording this podcast. To all the people in IB, all of our IB teachers at Ironwood High School that have been a part of Carolyn and me, learning about IB. A huge shout out to all of the podcast distribution networks that have featured my podcast. And listen in next week where we'll be talking about whether movies are a productive time of class or the week after that where we'll start really going into what is the most important part of college applications. So check us out then.